0: Welcome to this episode of Woman to Woman podcast series. Our guest today is Janice Griffiths Humans. Janice is a senior director brand analytics with AstraZeneca. Intellectually curious marketer driving business impact across pharmaceutical and FMCG industries by building and evolving insights and analytics organizations in fostering integration with marketing sales and market access. She has been part of global and U.S. pipeline launch and inline product experiences. She's a visionary driver of capabilities and tools to make insights and analytics a competitive advantage while driving sales growth. Janice has a master's in market research from University of Georgia, an MBA in marketing from the University of Miami, and a bachelor's of science and chemistry from University of West Indies. Hi Janice, welcome to our Woman to Woman podcast series. We're so excited to have you with us today. No, thanks for having me, Divya. We're definitely looking forward to it and to the conversation. What do you do exactly for our listeners, and what does it take to be in this position? What kind of qualifications?
1: What kind of experiences? Uh, so I'm senior director of brand analytics um, at AstraZeneca. So I lead a group of data scientists that work across different therapeutic areas um, within our biopharma business unit. We focus on things such as performance analytics, strategic analytics, as well as prospective analytics as well. Um, I'd say I'm probably, I may have like an atypical profile to be in this role. My background is more around insights and analytics where I've led cross-functional teams from that perspective but this is the first time where I'm actually leading a team that's really deep in data science. So I'd say typically in this role, again, you want someone who understands the code, understands the data, but also can set the vision for the group, as well as being able to build advocacy and be, be an advocate in terms of the impact that the team is doing. For me, where I am atypical is that my depth in terms of, um, from a data science perspective, is not as deep as what you typically see someone in this position, but I believe, that I bring to the group though, um, because I have worked across the different insights and analytics functions, I have a broader understanding of the business, what that means. And then I can help with the translation from the more technical into, okay, well, here's what this means for the brand teams for the broader organization. So, so it's
0: kind of a mix between, you know, what the brand teams need and what that data is actually telling. So what kind of skill sets uh, should one acquire to be doing great in that position
1: there's a technical aspect of it right where you can learn to code in python r again learn how to build the models again being very technical very statistical but there's also more i'd say like the business part of it where you need to build the business acumen understand how things are related take a question that someone has either on the brand the strategy and they have to translate that into what I need to do from a technical perspective. And then there's the other part of it, which is really around how do you influence? How do you take the data, build the story and sit in a way that people understand? In my field, like we get excited about the data. We get excited about the, the, the models and the statistics. But so when you talk to someone on the brand team, it's like high school algebra to me. <laughs> right so you have to learn how to translate and to be able to speak in a way that they can see okay well here's the insights and then this is the action that I need to take and then be able to partner with them as well to help them like pull it through or even to sell the, sell the story to their leadership so it's a very niche field
0: clearly not something you would have dreamt of as a little girl so what did you want to be growing up
1: all right so growing up and again I grew up in Jamaica so my where I wanted to be was either a doctor or medical doctor or someone doing like biochemical research and again when I entered college that my goal was really to be more focused on um, biomedical research and to go that path in Jamaica also like we get streamlined very early as to where we focus so from I was in high school I was pushed into the science fields right and then as I went to college what I did for three years was just a sciences. so I never did any business classes courses never did any um, language arts or anything just purely science. I think where my perspective changed, it changed in parts of or sub phases of life. Um, when I got to college, my goal going in was biomedical research, but then that changed. How do I graduate in three years? So I ended up switching to chemistry because that got me out of college, out of undergrad in three years. As going through that, I said I didn't like all the chemicals felt on my hands. I didn't like the smell of chemicals. I don't want to work in chemistry. And then I met a friend of mine, um, was this guy, who we went to the came, my boyfriend and my husband and said, why not do an MBA? And so then I started working on that, came to the US. But then going straight from 100% chemistry into marketing, was too much of a switch and then my academic counselor suggested what about market research and then i went ahead applied for a program at university of georgia and that was the sweet spot so that is really i think when i found my niche in the insights and analytics and it was really as i said different stages and then from there you know evolved my career to where i am now but again to your point I never thought I would be working on the business side. I never thought I would be in an insights analytics function. Those were things I never knew of, you know, as a child. So
0: Jamaica, we all know about it. It's like one of the most beautiful places. And most of us associated with vacations, you know, our Zen place. Now you grew up there. So how was that growing up in a very touristy kind of a place and you also mentioned you know growing up education was very stressed in your household and you know trying out new things taking on leadership so how, how was that whole experience?
1: I think I had a good childhood overall. And I mean, maybe compared to what my children are going through now, I probably learned a few things a lot sooner than they did, you know? Cause again, Jamaica is very diverse. You have people that are um, on the lower income spectrum, you know, or even from education wise and you have others at the other end. You also do see the tourists coming in and then your, your eyes are open to a new way of life. But I think growing up in Jamaica, you learn to appreciate the differences within people you actually see it and it's very close to you this was something my parents stressed as well how to interact with people regardless of level and to treat them with respect but also I think part of the culture is that I don't think there's a fear of hierarchy which sometimes could be a negative but um but you learn also to get that comfort level to speak with people at different levels across you know the country level tiers of society the other thing i think that's part of the jamaican culture is taking risks again we know about like um the jamaicans on the bobsled team you learn about the reggae boys trying to make it into the um, world cup football or World Cup soccer so growing up it was never like you couldn't do something you could try tried, and my parents did encourage me to try new things, to take risks, and there's that level of overall encouragement, but again, I think the other thing that you said that is key is education as well, that was stressed within my family, but again, they didn't pressure me as to what to do or what not to do. But again, still to try new things. The other thing I would say just to close, again, we tend to say, don't worry, be happy type of up way we live. I think that laid back attitude also helps, I think, me to put things in perspective and keeps things in perspective. So something isn't going right. Yes, you stress out, but then all right, just take a step back. Let's really look at it in perspective and figure out where do we go from here. So I think that's the other part that I've sort of held on to, you know, you know based on growing up in Jamaica.
0: Any key influences growing up apart from your parents?
1: I just had friends that encouraged me to try different things. Were in organizations that I was a part of in, in high school, you know, I was trying to be more the backseat person, but they encouraged me to try out to be like the secretary or the public relations officer, you know, so they encouraged me and I found that strange because I just guess I never saw myself that way, but they encouraged me to do that. College, um, there's also a group of guys that I hung out with. Um, They're musicians. And again, I played the piano, but then like I was also intrigued with the drum and I said, let me teach me how to play the drum. And they, they taught me and then they formed the band and they say, why not be the drummer? And that was like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. But, you know, so I think, you know, again, people just encouraging me to do new things and to try new things. And again, there are times where I get where I look back at that and I say like, okay, yes, this is a new situation, but you can actually overcome or find people that can help you. But yeah, so I'd say like the friends that I had, I thought were very encouraging as a child, you know, growing up into teenager and young adulthood.
0: Hey, Janice, if you can pick up drums and actually play in a band you can do anything because I know this first time my husband has been trying to learn drums for years now we have enough sets in the house to prove it Nothing has come out of it. So you go.
1: And it was good. It was good. When I left to go to school in the US, they gave me like my own personal set of drumsticks. And I had them, well, up until my dog actually bit them up um, a few years ago. But yeah, it's been decades. Moving to US must have been totally different, right? This whole
0: mobility, I've gone through the same thing. You know, like you come here for school, suddenly everything changes. The school system's different. Mm -hmm. The way they teach is different. How was
1: that adjustment?
0: Do you think coming from a different place gave you a different perspective and kind of an advantage?
1: Coming in, I think learning the American culture was different and even just approach the school as well. You know, like growing up in Jamaica, you don't really challenge the teachers. You do what you need to do. Whereas I saw kids. going up challenging the teacher or even saying I disagree with this grade which was something that we never did in Jamaica so that was an adjustment I also think even though again like in my case I spoke English but even just how I spoke was different and I had to figure out well how do I speak in a way to help them understand what I'm saying because we use different words in Jamaica to express you know how we feel or even just trying to get certain things done so from that perspective I think that was the adjustment that I Base. Maybe the other thing that maybe stood out as a key adjustment was the notion of networking, because we didn't really have that in Jamaica. It was not something that was stressed. And normally you don't necessarily put yourself out there. Whereas I think within the American culture, you have to put yourself out there to a certain extent. Again, if you want people to understand what you bring to the table. So that was also new for me coming in. Where the advantage came in though was having that different perspective. Like it helps me to almost like take a step back, try to figure out what was happening in a situation and then trying to figure out how I could best navigate it given my personality, given what I saw were my strengths, but also even some of the fears I may have, you know, how to navigate, navigate through those. So um, so that helps me to, I think, from that perspective. I think it also coming in as someone from the outside the US, it also helped me to appreciate differences because then in school I gravitated a lot more to other people like me, or other international students, and we could talk about our shared experiences, regardless of which com- countries we came from. And then it also helped us even just to strategize as well at times. You know, where do we go from here? How do we get certain things done? or how do we try and um, maybe break into a, in, into a new group? So I think that was also something that helped me understand and appreciate differences, you know, just across.
0: So you brought up a great point. Networking doesn't come naturally for yeah. most of us. Um, it's a acquired skill. You have to work <laughs> on it. And we started pretty late, right? Because yeah. we didn't even have that concept. Grew up in India. We don't yeah. have a networking concept. Yeah. It's a lot of social network in general, yeah. but not professional. When you came into professional life, how did you Continue that networking aspect, and how do you think that has really helped you?
1: So, it's something that I've had to learn, and I don't think that I have mastered it, um, is what I would say. My focus eventually over the years has been how do I find something that fits in that I feel comfortable doing? Yes, I do attend conferences, yes, I'll reach out to people that I don't know and try to start a conversation. Doing that in a social setting like at a conference or a network dinner is a bit awkward for me so what i try to do in terms of to complement that is um as i meet people or even at work find people that i think are in interesting positions set up one-on-ones with them just to talk to them understand what they're doing and then over time just build up the trust that I could even like tap into them to provide me um guidance you know especially as I, I think through progressing my career so that's like one way that I have done it there are other times as I say, like again if there's a position that I'm interested in or want to be in at some point then try to talk to people in those positions to understand how did they get there. So those are ways that I've done to sort of complement the, the more social, going to going to conferences.
0: And did you have any mentors? If you did have mentors, what kind of roles did they play for you?
1: The mentors that I have, for the most part, are ones that I've developed over time. And in some cases, I don't know if they necessarily see themselves as my mentor, but I do see them that way. You know, like one person I had met, and this was actually someone I met um, through like a conference. Card with me and um, saw that she had a doctorate, and um, basically said, "Oh, I could actually be in this field and, have, and still have my doctorate." So that one motivated me to then to go ahead and go to graduate school. But then later on, when I came back into the um, corporate world, or paths crossed again. And then, so I started reaching out to her, just talking about just different things. Some things were about life, some things were about career, but that again was how that relationship um, was developed. And then over time, like we, we, again, we touch base regularly, but that's how, again, I've approached, like developing uh, a mentor and eventually she became my boss at some point in my career. And then eventually then I moved on to another position. <laughs> um, there are other times where I've had more formal mentors and that's usually, given I do have a mentor and that's something that I've kind Consciously worked on with my manager to say, Hey, is there someone that could help me um, figure out like how to navigate the company? Especially given that for me, I'm now dealing with a lot more of the senior leaders within the company and getting someone outside of my everyday world. It's good to get that additional perspective. So I've done that. So my boss was, was an infant mentor, met with him and we've been having discussions ongoing that's more i think in the minority taking the more formal it's i've done more the informal the salon, the way
0: nowadays we hear so much about this work-life balance right and i think we're all dealing with it a lot more now but that's the buzzword for a very long time especially for women because we're trying to juggle a lot of different responsibilities you have two kids so mm-hmm. how did you ace that art when you were trying to really rise in your career and also manage the kids?
1: I'll start off by saying that I don't think anyone will be ever fully prepared, you know, to have kids, but also to manage your career, especially as a woman as well. Because I do think regardless of what people say, a lot more falls on us, I think, versus men. For me, the key thing I would say is having a support structure was critical. And when I say support structure, like my kids did go to daycare. So again, having the resources there to be able to do that. But the other thing that I found was important was also making sure I had a family structure there. And when I say family structure, I mean, outside of my immediate family with my husband and myself, but have other people around to help, whether it be family or just close friends. And part of my career, I actually, at one point, relocated to Georgia. It was just the kids and myself. And when I got there, that is when it hit me that I was actually leading a support structure back in um, Pennsylvania, because I realized if something happened to me, there's nobody else to help with the kids. But also, if I was late from picking them up from school or daycare, I didn't have anybody to call on who could jump in to help. And I found there the stress was a lot more. So after that experience, I've really focused on making sure that I'm close to family or close to friends that I can tap into. You also need to make your family a priority as well. Just sometimes if you have to leave at a certain time, Just so you can get there before six p.m., then you do it. Time to catch up on some other stuff. But I recognize that that's important for me to to do. So, any certain values that you abide by? Yes, terms of values used within my family. Again, is again family is important. Accepting and um, respecting people's differences um, is key. Education, I think, is also is also important. But then also, I think, be able to express your thoughts, your points of views fairly, but also in a respectful manner. And that's something, again, that I've pushed within my family, but also as I work, go to work as well in with interacting with people. Um, I think you can find value from people, just regardless of their backgrounds or experiences, regardless of where they're in, in the organization. You should feel comfortable from that perspective, you know, in sharing your thoughts, your points of views. And again, as I said, like with education to me is key as well, Um, sort of encouraging people to always be learning within the organization, maybe you go to school formally yes but there you can also learn within an organization so that you can Did you have any challenges along the way at work or in life? Yes, I've had challenges. I think one has been, as I said, like managing work and family. So again, when I moved to Georgia, it was was working with a company that people were there from 7 o'clock and they were there till 7 p.m. But I had to leave by 530 to pick up my kids before the after school was closed. That to me was very stressful. Like how do I still maintain my value to the company while at the same time not being able to do what the average person was doing within that within the company? So that was one that I struggled with, but then I focused on all right, what are the key things that I need to deliver? Where do I need to make sure my voice is heard or people feel my imprint? Figure out how to make it work um, within my day, while at the same time being there for my kids. There have been also challenges just in dealing with people who have difficult personalities, just trying to understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, You know, especially as a manager to be able to say, well, this is how you can um, improve or get better and just being able to understand the differences where that person is coming from. But at the same time, trying to help them develop. And sometimes that's not easy, especially if someone isn't sure that they should trust you. And it's like working through that.
0: Did you ever have to face typical perceptions associated with women at work?
1: I am who I am. So I've never really thought about being judged because I'm female. But I do recognize that there are times where what I say is not received the same way as maybe a male counterpart. There are times I've been successful in figuring out, well, how do I speak in such a way that people hear me and take what I say? So in, in certain situations, other times I've not been as effective in or successful in figuring out how to do that. In some of those situations, what I've done though, is also try to get to people before, like before a meeting, share with them my thoughts, try to build their advocacy so that at least when I go in, I have someone else who can say, well, hey, Janice has a point of view that maybe you need to listen to. So that's what I've seen. I think there's also the other part though, where maybe you say changes because I'm coming from another country, you know, and again, how we express ourselves may be different than others. Growing up, like we were more, more taught to, you listen, you think, digest, and then share your point. But sometimes in work situations, that doesn't work because people yeah, people are just speaking on top of each other. And how do you get your, your voice in edgewise? And so that's, again, where I've had to figure out, OK, well, how do I speak up in a situation like that? How do I persist in that conversation until somebody says, hey, yes, OK, I hear what you're saying. I agree with you you know, or I disagree with you, but at least they do hear what you say. And it's learning some of those.
0: Do you see a woman making certain kind of mistakes at work that you would stay away from?
1: Um, I'd say yes. And I've seen it in myself where like we apologize for or say sorry for things. And yet you look, you may look at your male counterpart and they're, they're not saying sorry. But um, I think the qualifiers that we do put sometimes in, when we're, in how we speak rather than speaking more in a more assertive manner. So language comes into bear. So those are really some of the key things that I would say. I mean, what I said to like the woman that I also mentor, I would say, don't necessarily feel that you have to be differential. You know, you have a point of view, it is significant, it is valid. So speak clearly and say your truth. So for
0: somebody who's trying to get into this field, which is, which is a very exciting field, you know, you kind of use your creative uh, aspects, You also use a lot of your factual aspects. It's a very cool mix of, you know, both sides of your brain coming together to make this role happen. What would your advice be for them?
1: Well, I'd speak from it two parts. Like someone coming out of school or early in their career. Again, I would say build, make sure you have the technical skills, technical coding skills that you like working with data, that you're very curious about the data, but also you have the passion to be able to say, let's translate what you see the data in a way that the business can actually use. So those are some of the things I would say to someone coming in early in their career. And then I would also say as they progress their career, also look for diversity of experiences as well, because ultimately I think when you get to like the senior director level, you have to take a much broader perspective and understand how things are connected. So having that diversity of experience will help you have a more robust or much richer perspective, you know, as you move up. For someone who is trying to get into this field like mid-career, so as I said earlier, my background was in insights. I had managed some analytical teams, but it's the first time I'm going really deep in a data science. And so I came into this, I'd say, more like mid-career. And that's what I'd say is reach out, work with people to understand the area, understand the field understand where your strengths are versus where, you know, there are gaps and how do you supplement those gaps by making sure you have the right people around you. If you need to go back to school, then go back to school as well, you know, so that way that helps you to stay fresh within your career. Um, But it also helps you to learn the language as well, you know, within that field, within that discipline. But then also recognize how your past contributes and can contribute to, to this new role that you're trying to take on in a brand new function.
0: Any soft skills you would recommend? I
1: would say, how do you collaborate and get and motivate people, especially people who may not be your direct reports, you know, but you, how do you get them online to be able to spend time working on things that are important for your organization? I would also say, like working on influencing, how do you build a case? How do you get people to to be able to move to a point that you think at least based on the data that you have is is where they should be? So learning from us how to storytell, but then also how to speak in their language. Again, especially coming from a technical field, we have to work across different groups and help others understand what we're doing. So being able to modify and adapt um, a simpler way of speaking and a clearer way of speaking. I think that is the key thing, just leading leading people without authority and influencing
0: being able to influence somebody without authority is definitely a key skill no matter you know wherever you go that's definitely going to help you as you grow higher in your career so any closing comments Janice
1: what I would say to the women is don't doubt yourself or your experience as you move into new roles or if there are new areas you want to go into learn about them and then think about how you can apply what you have done in the past and make it relevant to that new role that you're going to. But also don't be afraid to take the risk as well you know, in changing fields and moving into a new area, you just need to find that one person who is willing to take the chance on you. So just continue building the relationships, building the advocacy, people to support you. If there are technical skills that you need to develop, just work on that in parallel. Just be persistent, you know, until you can get that right. Take on stretch assignments as well. The other thing I would say is that family is important. That's just part of who you are. The other things will fall around it. You know, don't feel that you have to compromise that side of you just for you to be successful in work. Thank you
0: so much for your time and the great advice. Really appreciate it, Janice.